Welcome to the Let's Drive Together podcast, where we will be interviewing some of the most amazing entrepreneurs and lifestyle coaches from Australia and all around the world. This episode, I got a special guest here with me today, April Pollard. April, how are you doing? I'm really glad, glad to have you on the board. Hey, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, amazing. Um, why don't you start off with like telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do for work and what's that burning desire that gets you out of bed every morning? Yeah, so my name is April and I am a founder, a speaker, a coach, financial advisor. I am a mom to two boys who love to get outside and get dirty. So every day I come to work, I dress up, I've got a suit on, um, I go home and then we go play out on the farm. So I've got a husband and we raise cattle. He's an electrician and an amazing dad. So whenever it comes to me getting out of bed every day, there's so much that drives me. And I think if there's one word that I could use, well, maybe there's two. So one is innovation. I absolutely love learning new things. So whether it's um, how to raise chickens or pheasant or turkeys all the way to a new program that I'm trying to implement with my networking group, um, innovation is a thing that really drives me every day. And then the other part is connection. Um Yep. I love cool. building relationships with other people, whether it's business or it's personal. Um, I just really love the connection with other people in the community. Mm, that's amazing. And um, could you tell us a little bit more about like how people can form deeper and productive relationship with other people? Yeah, that's always a great question. And it's something that I get asked a lot. Um, how do you form deeper relationships? And if we go back to business um, etiquette that we may have learned in high school or college, or maybe even day to day, we, we're always told you've got to be honest. And I definitely think that is a cornerstone of building deeper relationships. But I also have to say that I've really noticed the more vulnerable I am with other people about my life and yep. the decisions I'm making and the successes and and, and I say and underline the failures that I'm going through, I think it really helps to develop those deeper, longer lasting relationships. Oh, okay, great. And that applies basically to personal and business as well, being vulnerable and honest. It really does. I can tell that whenever I share something um, with my community of women that I've developed about something that I've tried and maybe I sucked at it. And I'm really honest, like I jacked that up. Okay, let's figure out yep. how to do it better next time. <laughs> I can tell okay. that those relationships are just deepening and they're more open with me. Yeah, that's true. And the thing is like a lot of people are like scared to be vulnerable and you know, that's the fear that people have to overcome, I guess, in that sense. It is. It is. It can be hard, especially whenever you're taught growing up and in school, you've got to be perfect. You've got to have straight A's. You've got to be the star football player or whatever. But yeah, in, in real life, like that's not real life. And to share when we screw something up, I think helps other people to see that even though we're doing great things in the community, we're doing big things, being honest and vulnerable about what maybe we're, we've learned really mm -hmm. helps them to see that we're normal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Could you give a little bit of advice? Like how can people start becoming more vulnerable in a sense? Like what, what is that trick or hack they can start doing now? 
that that's a really great question too. So I realized whenever I had sat down to have coffee with um, someone that I was trying to network in our community, and she started talking about how she was uncomfortable in certain situations, I realized that that made me want to be more open about things that I felt uncomfortable uncomfortable about. So going back to one of my favorite things, getting out of bed, it's innovation. So I was trying to figure out how can I take this feeling that she's creating in me and use it in other conversations. So I would say, if you think about something, maybe you're really good at, or you're known for, if you're known for, um, being the best speaker in your community, well, think about the times when you didn't do so well or the yeah, time that, that you got up on stage and you just bombed it and figure out how to use that situation and share it with As others. Story, so in a way. Yeah. It's pretty much like sharing your story, how you got uh, started from the very scratch or the beginning. You know, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yep. So it's going back to those times that you weren't the best, <laughs> that you weren't yeah. spectacular and sharing it so others can learn from it. Oh, okay, true. And also that might help other people as well in the sense that they're trying to achieve the same goal, but they're at the same stage that you were back then. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, an inspiration for them as well, I guess. It is. It really is. Yeah, cool. Um, so my next question would be like, how do you go about like building a community around your brand and be able to leverage it? So that goes back to forming deeper and productive um, relationship with other people as well because you're building like a community around your brand so how do you go about that so one of the things that i have found whenever it comes to developing community around your product and your businesses and your brand it comes from being out there so i think sometimes as business owners it can be really easy to just get behind the scenes make things happen make sure that you know all your sales are completing and maybe you have teams out front that's doing it for you or even you know, I've seen, I don't know if it's where you're at, but I've seen here that there are so many people starting new businesses during um, the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, and and yeah. so it's been really cool to see these people step out and do something. And I say that when you're doing that and you're trying to develop that community, it's really looking for ways to speak to your ideal client because we can develop a community of people around us, but they're not really loyal purchasing fan base, but yep. you can, if you bring in the right people. Okay. So in a sense, like you're like targeting the not so ideal, uh, target client in a sense, right? Well, you want to make sure that you look at who are your ideal clients. So what do they look like? Where do they shop? Where do they spend time? Where do they spend their money? And if you can adequately, I say adequately, if you can do it really well and determine who and what your ideal client looks like, when you start to speak, whether it's in person or online, social media, on your blog, videos, video blogs, podcasts, if you yep. can figure out who your ideal client is and you speak to them in the way that they want to consume information, then you're going to be able to bring them and their friends and their family, other ideal clients into what we would consider a community around your business and your brand. Mm, true, true. And also in terms of like conversion, it's so much easier because they're like part of your community um, already. So it's like, you don't have to be, you're not like a cold salesman to them. You know, you're like, they've been following you for 
uh, this many months or years even. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's already warm. They've already warmed up to you. So when you start, you know, putting out there that you're doing a new project and maybe you're innovating, I've found personally that when I see someone that's doing something awesome, I want to support them. So I know I'm not the only one like that. Um, And so sharing the times that you're building something new with your business or a new product or a launch and you're innovating it and just being out there active, showing it off. Okay, great. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, the innovation that you have done in the past so then we can get to know you a bit better? Yeah, so that's a um, that's something I'm very passionate about. I come from a very small community. Um, I am, I, I guess I would have always considered myself a nerd. I loved um, in school, going to school. I still love school. I love learning, but I also yeah. played video games. So I didn't get out. (laughs) I didn't have a lot of relationships. And so I went through high school. I went through college and I had my first career. And it wasn't until my second career that I developed a relationship with another female that I knew wasn't, um, I mean, it wasn't competitive. It was a real relationship. And it was probably after that that I started doing innovation around how can I build more relationships like this? And how can Mm. I surround myself with other people or women? I mean, for me, it was really focusing on women. How can I surround myself with other women who want success and are driven for success so that we can support and encourage each other? And so I just started a local coffee group. Um, if you want to start something, you just got to do it. And I did. Yeah, true. And so um, that was my first real innovation was just stepping out and starting it, inviting all the women I knew to come. Uh, it was six or eight of us for a good long time. And now we have um, an online community of just over 8,000 women. They're all local to the state of Arkansas, which we're in the central part of the U.S. And mm-hmm. Um, we communicate on there, but before COVID-19, we actually had three different coffee locations that met once a month. So there were over 150 women who met together and we still do it. Um, we've innovated. We're all virtual now. So, oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, how do you run that organization or that community? Do you have your own Facebook page where people are like communicating since now? Um, it's like during COVID-19 is more challenging to meet up and do all that stuff. Yeah, so we do. We um, about eight months into in 2017, whenever I started in January, about October, November. So I guess that's like 10 10 or 11 months. But we launched the online community where um, the women in between our at that time, once a month coffee meeting that was real life. uh, We provided that um, Facebook group so that we could connect in between and share referrals and share things that are going on in the business community because we're business focused. So um, now we've just pivoted to being online. I have a whole team. I have a team of women who help me run the three different locations. We have what we call an ambassador team. So those are the women who in real life go out and love on the other women in the local community. So the state of Arkansas, but then also online. And then we have an events team. So back before all of this, we were able to host in-person events, happy hours, bowling. Um, Here we have something called axe throwing, which is kind of cool. So um, we did all kinds of events too. So I've got a team that helps me run it. Okay, that's amazing. Um, so I guess I want to ask you this question about gratitude, since you mentioned that on your page as well. So you're big on this one. How can we like apply that to our life and business? That I think is another one of the cornerstones to 
um, building community. And, you know, if we think about how, why do we want people around us? And it's not because we want recognition or we want someone to say, hey, April, you know, you did a great job today and pat me on the back. But Mm -hmm. we, we want people, like we feel good when someone else shares gratitude with us, right? So, hey, you know, April, you did a great job. It makes me feel better. So what I've found is that I can use that same thing with other people and show them the gratitude for the things they're doing instead of, you know, thinking in my head like, oh, they did great. I actually say it out loud. And I think that's something that's really important. Um, We also do handwritten thank you cards. So I use that in my practice, but I also use it with women influencers. And I think it's important because, I mean, nobody, I say nobody, it's not as big as it used to be whenever it comes to writing handwritten cards. When's the last time you got a handwritten thank you card in the mail? It just doesn't happen as much. So um, I'm sorry. One other thing that I think is really important, too, is just be creative about it. Find out Mm. what they like and either invite them to an event with you or um, I made some homemade strawberry jelly not too long ago. And I gave some out to some friends and some clients. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Nice. And what was their reaction once you did that to them? (laughs) They love that. I got, I've gotten, um, I was just sitting on my desk earlier this week. I've gotten several thank you cards in the mail. So like people are handwriting thank you cards back to me for delivering oh, yeah. jelly to their doorstep. You know, I ring the bell. I make a joke. I said, it's a ring and run. I'm going to ring your doorbell, leave the jelly and I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's been really good. And that's another great way to develop those deeper relationships is give back to those people who you care about. Yeah, true. Become like more like selfless, you know, Mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. True, true. Okay. So what is your approach about getting referrals from your existing clients? That's a a really great question, too. Um, I know whenever it comes to, well, the first thing I'd have to say is that most of the time you have to ask, right? So a lot of times we can go through life and we can love people and we can provide amazing service and we can follow up and we just go about doing the same thing repeatedly for them and they love it as clients. But I think if you never ask, you're never going to get it. So one big thing that I tell people is you've got to ask for those referrals. So if you're Mm -hmm. building that community around your brand and you, maybe you're, maybe you prefer Instagram or um, Facebook, or maybe you have your own blog or like you, a podcast. So if you're developing that community of people who really support you, it's okay to say, Hey, you know, share us with other people that you think would really enjoy hearing our content or following us on Instagram. And so I think the biggest thing is asking, but then also service and follow up. You've got to do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, true, true. And perhaps like if you have a service-based business, so they're like your existing client, then you can say, Hey, if you give referral, you know, you get a special offer or they get a special offer. I mean, in a sense, like it's a good way to market it in a way. It really is. And you know, I'm, I am the person that will take advantage of that. <laughs> like if, <laughs> if you give me 10 bucks off of a hundred dollars because I referred someone to your business, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take you up on it. I want to find somebody who needs your business. And I think it, that's a really great example of doing that. Yeah, true. In a in a way, like you're marketing my business in a way. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. Cool. Um, what advice do you have for people that they want to build a team around their brand and in order to improve their business or brand image? So whenever it comes to a team, 
Um, I am all about finding people who complement my like strengths. So I know I'm not good at everything. And I think it's important as a business owner to know where you're you're, you're strong and where yep. you're not strong. And so finding those people who complement your strengths, meaning they fill in your gaps, um, that's gotta be, you know, we can pick somebody by resume or by, you know, their credentials and past work. But whenever it comes down to it, if you don't find people who can complement you where you're not strong, then you're going to find that you're stepping on each other's toes because your strengths are in the same place. So I think the number one thing is finding people who are better at the things that you're not good at. And sometimes that takes some pretty deep reflection. Um, have you ever taken any uh, personality tests? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did recently. Yeah, <laughs> the 16 personality type, I think. Yeah, so there's so many. And what I love about it is, one, I love seeing what it says about me, right? I think we're all that way. But then whenever I'm looking for someone to join my team or or um, even volunteer with something that we're doing in the community, I love seeing where their strengths are and be like, that's the reason they do what they do. Or I can totally yeah. see that in them. Um, so I think the number one thing when growing a team of any kind is finding the ones who complement how and who you are as a person and business owner yeah amazing yeah that's actually really true because like when they have those uh qualities that applies to the strengths that you really need then you can just you know work with them and it's so much easier it is yeah. so much easier when you work as a team doing the things that you're made to do in that team yeah absolutely um what is that one thing that you wish you started doing long time ago when you were younger so really it's a really deep question too. Um, a really deep question. So whenever I think about where I am today, and if I go back to when I was younger, I was very insecure and, but I wasn't insecure. Like I was never one that gave into peer pressure. Like, I don't mean insecure like that, but I just didn't feel confident in myself and my abilities because when I compared myself to other people, which now we know compare is a bad word. Um, yeah. When I compared myself to other people, I didn't stack up or I was just different. And I didn't know how to harness that when I was younger. If I mm. look back, I really wish I had learned how to build deeper relationships earlier whether yep. it was in business or career or I have no relationships from high school or college or my first career. And I have one from my second career. So it's like, <laughs> I wish I had learned to harness this power I have inside of me when I was younger. Um, so I would say that, you know, I, mm. I, I wish I had learned to build relationships. You know, if I think about that based on the other questions that you've asked me, it probably is, you know, it'd be really great if our schools and school systems taught our students how to figure out what it is about themselves that make them special and then help them figure out how to harness that. Um, that way they yeah. don't feel as uncomfortable so early. Yeah, true, true. And um, even I had issues with comparing myself with others. I think that never really helps because <laughs> they might be at a different wavelength or level, but then because it's so easy, you can go to Facebook and Instagram, see what people, how much money these people is making. Like it's so get, it's it gets so easy to compare yourself. But I think that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah, it can be easy to compare, and then you're like, "Man, I suck." But <laughs> at the same time, you know, you're really good in in certain areas, and we all have our strengths. And um, that's one thing that I try to do with anybody I meet is 
tell them where I see their strengths. Like I can tell, you know, when someone's really good at working with people and I want to commend them on that so that they can see it and see that that's how they're special. So speaking it out for people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, My last question would be like, where can people find you? If you can link us to your website and um, your community, that'd be great. Yeah, so you can find me. I'm really big into Facebook. I mean, I have tried LinkedIn. I I mean, I'm there. You can find me. It's April N. Pollard. That's April N as in Nicole, P-O-L-L-A-R-D on LinkedIn. Um, But then you can find me a lot more on Facebook, and it's the same thing. So April um, N as in Nicole Pollard. And um, on my public figure page, that's where I do a lot of the things that I do in the community, like tomorrow... I am hosting a networking live where I'm taking four local business owners and I'm providing them the space to pitch themselves, um, take questions from each other, and then um, also take questions from the community. So Facebook, I think, is probably going to be the best place. Okay. And people can join your community or is there a process? Involved. That's a great question. So for women influencers, that's the community that I founded. They've got to mm. be located in the state of Arkansas at this point. So we try to keep it hyper local because we found okay, gotcha. I found like you want to shop with the people who are down the street from you, right? So yeah. we were trying to create this local community of buyers, but we know it's called Women Influencers um, USA. We know that we're going to expand. Um, and so we're in that process, but you can follow us on Facebook on our page called women influencers USA. Yep. Okay. Yep. Easy. Uh, it was really nice chatting with you, April. Thanks for your time again. appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for this. I really appreciate the opportunity. You asked really great questions and, um, I was really looking forward to this. So thank you. Yeah. Great. Great to have you again. Cheers. Bye.